This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 everyone. That is the voice of your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, and... We're flying in from the dragon seats into House of the Dragon, episode six. And this is a uh, tumultuous episode, to say the least. There was a lot that went down in episode six. And 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 what a what a shift to have uh, occurred with House of the Dragon. This is shifting from our younger cast of Rhaenyra and Alicent and all these other characters over to the older cast. And man, they they came in swinging. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Um, and unfortunately, our fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop is not here to join us today. He is with us in spirit for this week. I, I know once he sees this episode, <laughs> he will wish he was here physically and not in spirit. But to deep dive this episode of House of the Dragon, I am not alone this night for House for Game of Thrones. I have Supernovas with me to deep dive episode six tonight. It's the one, the only, Nino Desplazado. Hi, I'm Dr. Rika from the Yonko Table, and you're not watching Disney Channel. And let's get started. Jesus Christ, this episode of House of the Dragon, I, I, I'll i say it up front. I, I think it's the best episode so far. I think it's the best episode easily. Ooh, I don't know. I don't, those are I am telling you, I was at the edge of my seat for practically every scene in this episode. Not to say that I didn't get that feeling in other episodes. Like, yeah, there were some really good moments in episode one, episode two. We kind of skip episode three. No one talks about episode three. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, there were moments. There were good moments. And then there were slow moments. I feel like this week, every freaking minute, I was invested in what was going on. The dialogue, the the relationships, the betrayal. Every time I thought we hit the climax of the episode, there's some other craziness going on, on not even in the same city. And it blows yeah. your mind. How, how, do, how do you all feel? How do you all feel about this week's episode? I feel, I do feel it's probably the best episode so far. And I think that this has a lot, a lot to do with the, the timeline of this episode. I feel like other timelines or other episodes' timelines were very scattered. You know, there was a lot of jumping to conclusions 
with other episodes like I felt like they may be rushed a little bit now that I look at this episode because this episode everything felt like it was a consequence from the like the scene previous like right previous decisions nothing felt like that was how should I say nothing felt like last week Kristen Cole being the only King's guard with his helmet off and then we're like oh, I guess that's uh, why is that happening because he needs to be found out no, this episode definitely feels like people had goals people had motives and everyone just kind of did what they end up believing for sure this this felt like um I mean, in my opinion, peak Game of Thrones. Like I was not once, and, and maybe upon rewatching it, maybe I might find some things to take issue with, but there was not a single moment where I was pulled out of, oh, why did this character do that? Why did this person say this at this point? Compared to last week where Nino alluded to it, the whole thing with Sir Kristen Cole, why do you have your helmet off? How can you tell that he's the one in the room that's doing whatever with Vernier? You know, just moments like that kind of pull, at least someone like me, it pulls me out. But in this week, not a single one, not a single moment. I loved it. I loved it. Dr. Rika, how, how do you feel about the episode? I feel the same type of excitement around just like all of the various happenings. Um, I think we alluded last week to... We knew it was going to jump 10 years ahead, and I talked some about just the introduction of the kids, and that's what I was excited to see, because they're the center of all of the mess that we're, we're going to be seeing for however long this continues to go on, uh, at least in terms of the show, because I don't know how much they're, they're going to, how many seasons it's going to take to unravel all of this. So I was just excited about being able to meet the kids, and I say excitement, but I don't know how great they are in terms of like personality and as people but being able to see and be introduced to them seeing similar to you all like something would happen in a scene and we'd see the, the result of like whatever occurred a little later on in the episode which uh, agree with you uh, dr jace that it did feel like kind of peak game of thrones with the the scheming and then something unexpected happening as a result of that scheming and then people get put into a bind and now what they're gonna do you know it's it's all of that excitement that that really made the the original series intriguing and fun to watch no i definitely agree and you know at first i was kind of uh reserved for you know having this 10-year jump because you know we we grew accustomed to young Rhaenyra, young Allison, and we kind of you know realized the charm that that these younger characters had, and we kind of got used to it. We had five episodes worth of that content, um, but I, I honestly like these older versions a lot better. Not not knocking the younger versions, but like just what's at play right now. It's I'm just way more invested, especially with the kids. The kids are the center of all this chaos. And it goes back to um and, and I I'm I'm trying to remember his name. Um, is it uh oh my god, La Laris? Laris. Laris. Mm -hmm. It goes back to what Laris said in the preview from last week's episode. And I'm sorry, last week's sneak peek to this week's episode and what he said at the end of this week's episode where he said children what are children but a weakness and my god <laughs> 
everything you, you can you can literally assign every consequence as a result of yeah it's 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 that child's fault because this child exists in this moment now this has to happen and then this happens it's just so much to juggle i love it let's i mean heck let's let's get into it 10 years it's a long time oh wait nino I'm saying, um, no, I'll get back to that. But, get... <laughs> oh, 10 years, 10 years. 10 years, 10 years. We're 10 years uh, into the future. 10 years from where we last left off in episode five. And, uh, you know, they take their time uh, in this first portion of the episode. They're, they're kind of reintroducing everyone, kind of giving us some insight as to where everyone is at in terms of, like, position, uh, personality-wise. Um, Allison is like really into her uh queen role <laughs> in this episode she's she's flexing it i mean i mean literally that came from what she did last week with the the strut in the wedding with the the green the green dress i just i just don't know i i am so over like i'm watching but i'm so over these rich people problems <laughs> like this is petty squabble and they're like i'm willing to kill people over it it doesn't matter who dies like i'm so i'm so over it allison needs to just grow up but yeah that first that first scene i'm i'm very interested because that first scene probably was the worst scene in uh the episode which, um, and that's also the scene which scene the, the opening scene oh just it, it, just the opening scene in general or like something specific no 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 the opening scene in okay. general okay like i it was probably the worst um, scene in the in the episode, and that's why they gave it away for free, um, like for the full like two minute clip on Twitter, like the night after last week. So, oh, you didn't you didn't like the the childbirth scene? There's a, it's just like the childbirth scene, and the childbirth scene is fine. But then when they were like walking and. Lenor is being like, at least let me help you. And I was just like, okay, interesting. I've seen this before. And then, but then everything that comes after, I'm like, geez, now that I think back about that opening scene, they really gave us the the worst scene in the in the show. <laughs> or not the in the show, but in the in the episode. For free. No need for uh, HBO Max subscription. <laughs> <laughs> but then you miss out on everything else that happens in the episode. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the intro a lot with uh, Rhaenyra giving birth, where it, it's a moment, you know, uh, a mother giving birth to her child. It's supposed to be like a, a lovely moment between mother and child. And um, you kind of almost have that with Rhaenyra once she um, gives birth to who we later learn is going to be named Joffrey. But we'll get to that T when, when we get to it. But once she gives birth to Joffrey immediately that gets taken away because one of the handmaidens comes in and she's like oh uh princess your grace wants to uh inspect the child they she wants the child immediately and i'm like oh my god allison is this what we've come to is this is this what we're doing um yeah and you know i was like that at the beginning of the episode too until later on in the episode where I'm like, wait a minute. How does Lenor plus Rhaenyra make little babies like that? 
Okay. So that's, that's all I'm saying. Okay. So when I saw the children, you know, obviously the elephant in the room was that they had uh, brown hair. They didn't have the traditional white hair of either a Targaryen or a Valerian. Um, for some reason, I, this was going to pull me out completely. I thought... <laughs> Uh, because, you know, once Alicent saw the newborn child, she commented to um, Lenore saying, oh, well, maybe someday you'll get a kid that looks just like you. Hmm? <laughs> and I'm like, OK, so so. All right. All right. So that that's not his kid. I started thinking for some reason that it was Sir Kristen's kid children. And I'm like, oh, please no. don't tell me that Kristen kept going after what happened in episode five um because at that point i'm like well who else you know like who who would be who would be doing this um th there's the big mm. question mark in the room mm. uh <laughs> and um i mean we can just outright say it now uh sir harwin sir harwin is the father was Sir Harwin introduced in the previous episode? I don't think he was introduced. He was around, right? Yeah, Not, he's, been around. he's been around. He's, he's been, been around. The first time I believe he was mentioned was in episode three. And then he's steadily been like in the background. Um, the most we saw of him was last week, though. Okay, got it. He he was he was at the wedding. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Got it. He got the he got Rhaenyra out of there. <sighs> Intr oh, you think it resulted from that, or at least like it blossomed, you know, from there? Because at that point, listen, three kids and they all look like him. <laughs> it must have come from somewhere. Oh my God! It's these Targaryens, man. They keep playing games, but it is a Game of Thrones, as they say. I just. I don't I don't know how I feel about this because I don't know I don't know if who's right in this scenario because I'm like damn Allison that's really fucking cruel to make so and then she acted all like oh Rainier you should be you resting be, yeah you should be resting after your labors and then it's just like oh then why the fuck did you call for me and my child like and then but then at the same time I'm like Rhaenyra why 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 do you have to do this why can't you just have a child with your husband at least one because she three? likes duck <laughs> and he likes geese you know i'm saying this i'm saying this i get it duck and geese whatever actually i'm not gonna say it skip that we're gonna <laughs> move i'm just i'm just saying that's very sus of her to not want to a yeah, child with Lenor. That I'm, I'm sus. Is it is it that she didn't want a child with Lenor, or did they just never bother to try? Like that was the one part. I, I guess if anything, that was probably the one thing that I questioned in the episode because you know in last week's episode they came to that agreement. It's like, hey, we're doing our duties as you know heirs to our family. We're probably gonna have to produce an heir but aside from whatever child we produce we'll go off and you know have our duck and have our geese um i feel like there wasn't really anyone to to blame between the two in this episode i just feel like they didn't 
do it for whatever reason but it's like why why didn't you what why wouldn't you try and avoid these issues that you're having now with sir harwin the the three kids there's three now here's here's my here's my issue at least the first one why couldn't you get the first one why couldn't you just be like now since we definitely have someone from our bloodline it's definitely yours yes (laughs) now i will continue no i I have a funny feeling rainier probably saw her father drop on that floor after she got married and then she's like wow that was a wild night call sir harbor into my room please I need to talk to him about thank him from saving me. That's exactly what happened. Personally. <laughs> um yeah, I I don't know because even, you know, it's funny because Lenore actually seems to somewhat care for the child even though he knows in his head. I I feel like that that's not his. I mean, he wanted to name the child Joffrey after his Joffrey, his lovely Joffrey. Oof, that's a very gay thing to do. <laughs> what? Naming it after the previous people? People did that back in the old days. They'd be like, "Ah, yes, I will name him after my child after my former roommate who died who died suddenly and tragically, and who I lived with from the ages of twelve to twenty-five, and it was only just us and the maids. But it was just friends. I promise. I promise everyone." We're just bro. I mean, if we want to connect it to to recent events, didn't like Adam Levine want to name his unborn child after his mistress? I I, I don't know anything about the tea with Adam Levine. Well, so yes, he did. Yes, he did. Didn't were screenshots? It was wow. a Oh, there wow. were receipts. Interesting. Uh, wow. I, you know, uh, I I believe in the books. People knew, but of course, everything was. Nothing was ever like uh, we weren't as sure uh, compared to the show, clearly. And and they're going to have to use it as a plot device. So should Rhaenyra have, you know, had kids with Harwin? No. But then we would not have all this drama. So I'm just, you know... I'm pretty similar to last week in the whole no helmet thing. I'm pretty forgiven or forgiving with certain pieces that, you know, we got to keep the plot going along. We need to keep it messy. Well, Um, but here's the, I'm sorry to to interrupt. I just want to like counter this, but I think I forgive this one instance because this is a character flaw. You know, this is well-written character flaw. Versus last week's helmet was just missing on set. So, very different. (laughs) There was a Starbucks coffee in the corner. Didn't you see it? (laughs) Overall, I I think ultimately they're going to have to make decisions whether we like them or not. That we're going to have to keep this moving forward and keep it messy. That's the point of the show. Uh, So, yes, Rhaenyra, you should have had an heir. We don't really know the reasons why. They, they ultimately didn't, but that's the case of what we're dealing with now. So what's going to happen as a result? Um, so we started to see some of that tension, certainly in, in the little fighting yard, training area, whatever it's called. Uh, right. Um, we get introduced to some of the children, all of the children from this lovely royal family. 
Uh, some of these names <laughs> I'm not totally familiar with, so bear with me. Um, so there's Aegon, right? Mm -hmm. The eldest of uh, Alicent's <laughs> children. Allison. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then there, this one, I'm blanking. Damon? Damon? Amon. 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 Okay. He's the second son. Yeah. He's the second son of Allison and Viserys. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one somewhere, right? Oh, oh, Helena. 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 Helena? Is yeah, that the Helena. daughter of Allison? Yes. Okay. We, we didn't see her this episode, did we? No, we did. We saw we her did. Like twice. We have a little centipede. Oh, wait. That was her. Yes, that was her. The daughter. She was She was the centipede? No, yeah, the she, centipede. Had, she had a little centipede in her hand. She was doing math and stuff. I thought that was Rhaenyra with the centipede. No, she was too no. young. Oh, geez, I need to go back. <laughs> Whoa. <You do? laughs> wow. I just saw white hair and I assumed, oh, yeah, that's Rhaenyra. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my God goodness okay then the context of that way makes way more sense because i was wondering like why is allison so nice to rhaenyra in this scene this is weird <laughs> all right so we see all the kids um and then on rhaenyra's side the names i don't remember them <laughs> help me out here there's so, luke. okay oh go ahead sorry there's luke who's the oldest oh, yeah. luke okay uh, he has a longer name but the the short of it is Luke. Uh, okay. There is uh, Jacaris, is it? Jacaris. Jacaris. He, he's the no, youngest. No, no, he's the oldest. Jacaris is the oldest. One, yes, because Jacaris. Yeah, Rhaenyra oh, said that Jacaris was was going to inherit the Iron Throne after. Him. Okay, right, right, right. That was that was during their little. Uh, their spat in his room. Yeah, so yeah. So Jacarius is the oldest, Luceris, Luke is the second, and then Joffrey. Okay. Got it, got it. Or All right. For, for memory, I, look, I'm just calling it right now. It doesn't matter who these kids' names are. They're bastard one to three because they're not living. They're not living. There's no way that they're living. You think they're not going to survive? Not a there's single no, one. No, there's, there's no way. There's no way that they're living. No. I'm not going to give away. I'm going to say a lot of these kids going to die, y'all. That's it. True. So. Damn. Spoilers. <laughs> we won't say who, but a, a lot of them are, you know, uh, Nino is correct. A lot of, just in general, we're going to see a lot of these folks. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, we get a little bit of a sneak peek into some of their personalities. Uh, they kind of just pal around a little bit. They they haze. Um, what's his name? Uh, Amond. Amond. Um, Because apparently, what he does not have a dragon compared oh. to the other three. Mm -hmm. um, and they they bring in that little pig with the the wings, and they pretended that was his dragon. They were mocking him. Poor poor Amond. Poor Amon. Yeah. We got to see more dragons this episode too with them when they introduced them. We did. Um, cool. So we see, I'm guessing it's like a, not a baby dragon, but like a preteen dragon. A ba baby <laughs> dragon. With my, my time. With, exactly. <laughs> oh, stop, stop. I know where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> my time wizard. 
<laughs> no. Um, but yeah, we got to see some new dragons. What was the dragon that was in the dragon pit that was like tucked away that Aemon tried looking mm. for? Just some mm. random one that we don't know about yet. It had fire. Yes. Yeah, that, I got nothing for you. I'm not yeah. great. That's Aemon, the one. that when Aemon went looking, I was like, oh, we're gonna have a burnt kid. Um, it's uh, you thought he was gonna die here? Oh yes. No, <laughs> we just got introduced to him. Yeah, but I was just like, you're being dumb. You're being dumb. You're being stupid. The it dragon's going to cook you. You're, the dragon's going to cook you. That dragon was huge. Dragon was, was huge. It? it almost did cook him. Yeah. It almost did. And, and he slipped, and he slipped, and I was like, okay. It's over. <laughs> it's over. And then it and, was. Uh, I mean, some of these kids are kind of psycho a little bit. They got some psycho tendencies. Um. I think it's uh, Jacaris or the whichever one. One of <laughs> one of um, Rhaenyra's kids that was being trained with the dragon in the dragon pit. He was all gleeful to be able to tell, you know, his baby dragon um, to basically torch to death um, one of the lambs. And I get it. I guess it's like training so that, you know, you you, ha you have your dragon obeying your commands so that it doesn't go for what it lusts for, which is, you know, the, the food right in front of its face. Um, but yeah, this kid was just all gleeful. He's like, yeah, that's my that's my dragon. Look at it. <laughs> Look at him go. I, I don't fault the kids for that because that's what dragons do. They burn and then they eat. You know what I mean? And I, I will say, of the kids, he's the least problematic compared to some of the I mean, there's one news a big problem interesting so we did, we did get to see some of that uh, this week but i i took it similar to nino as like a you know they're kids they're training it's exciting more so than yeah. something like wrong with personality it's like you have a snake and you have to feed it live mice like you just get used to it you're like snake eat mice if they're in the wild then you know they have to fight for it it's if nature. They, if, if this dragon was in the wild, he'd be like, oh, look, uh, a coat. Yum. Dinner's meat's back on the menu, boy. <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> Wrong <Anyway>. mythos. <laughs> um, but right, uh, this whole dragon training session, uh, it, it didn't last too long, but it was nice to see some of the new dragons. Um, and we're, we're likely going to see them in the future as well. Uh, but then this training in the Dragon Pit transitions into on the surface where they have the sword combat, the training with our lovable, <laughs> quote, quoted, uh, Sir Kristen Cole. Sir Kristen yes. Cole's instructing the kids. How sweet is that? That was sweet. That's but, sweet of them. To, I, think, I think moving forward, we're just going to have to admit that this Kristen Cole is a different character than the Kristen Cole we were that we had in, yeah, that we were introduced to this because the writing. Oh is yeah, not for sure, for sure. I, I really felt like it was a different character once the training started progressing. You know, uh, uh, Sir Kristen Cole was instructing um, what Aegon to keep going at it against one of the other brothers, and yeah, it, it really. It, it did kind of pull me out just a little bit because I'm like, wait, th is this the same guy that I was kind of okay with from the last couple episodes? But then 10 years <laughs> is a long time. Yeah, but... 10 years <laughs> is a long... That, that's a decade. Where were you 10 years ago? True, but it's just... 
how the show presented it, it his character took such a turn. Like I, I don't disagree how his character took the turn. I'm just like from one episode to another, we don't get to see the the evolution. You want to see the snowball effect yes. of how it Ima- happened. Like I said, imagine if Kristen's cold last week, if if it was spread out, you know, throughout the season, if maybe he didn't have that big turn in episode five, maybe they it was like for an entire season where it. They broke the bounds of courtly love, and now he's questioning himself. He's slowly, scene by scene, he's slowly going mad because Rainier is choosing to again and again not choose him until he's forced to make a declaration, make a proposition, gets dejected, um, and then all this other stuff. But of course, this is a different show. This is not what they're going for. They were just like, okay, here's the outline. Believe it. <laughs> You got a 10-year buffer. Don't worry about it. We don't have to explain it. He's just he's just angry now. He's angry. And yeah, and uh, dare I say, Sir Kristen Cole was, you know, the, the white knight, the, the good-looking man in armor. And now what he what is he? Kristen Cole, the homophobe. Kristen Cole, the misogynist. Yeah. Kristen Cole, the, the think of another bad name. That's what he is. <laughs> I'm no longer a Sir Kristen Cole fan. R.I.P. Episodes one through five. <laughs> I was a Kristen Cole fan. Oh, well, I I mean, you know, things come to a head in this episode because that's when we really get to see, OK, who was really the the daddy? Who's the daddy in this in this um, <laughs> in this way? In a very interesting way. In a very interesting I in, way. I think I think in both I think in all ways described. Um think, yes. Sir Harwin Strong is the daddy. Really? Um, what what makes you say that? Well, Laner's never around. Laner is a deadbeat dad. Laner married rich and now goes to Flea Bottom and Flea drinks. Bottom. Yeah. So I don't know what he's doing. He's not raising those kids. He's not raising. <laughs> he those is kids. not. They ain't his kids. <laughs> they they so, ain't his kids. And yeah, I just. I think it's time that we bring up our proposed section, where we, uh, what do you call it, Yonko Bar. Um, come thirsty. Come thirsty. Come thirsty. So let's just talk about uh, Sir Harwin Strong. We're let's, simping let's Sir Harwin Strong. We absolutely are. I see. We absolutely are. We're hijacking see. this podcast for a little bit. Sir Harwin Strong has gotten so much better throughout the episodes. Better looking, better armor. He is a very good looking man. I feel like he would take care of me. And you know what? I'm right. He took care of those kids. Period. He, he took care of Rhaenyra in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. What he did not take care of is himself. He did not. He did not. I wish he did. I really do. That That is a man. Thank you, Game of Thrones. Thank you. We're, we're not thirsty. <laughs> I'm just saying we're not thirsty enough on this podcast. And the, it's okay to be. He gave it to us. He gave it to us. The armor, good and shiny. The 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 yellow little cape. It was a great what? color blend. He, I liked yeah. it. He is not the stepfather by law. He is the father who stepped up. Period. Ooh. 
That's that's what. <laughs> oh god, the the jokes write themselves. But this ties back to that scene that we were on with the children. Uh-huh. Sir Kristen Cole's a madman. He's a psychopath. He's What's a- his deal? Why is he just so pissy? <laughs> oh. Daddy. He's petty. I mean, Sir Harwin's just saying, hey, I mean, my man, just, you know, tell him to do this instead uh, or train them in this way. Are you questioning my my, my instructions, Sir Harwin? No, man, I'm just making a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, and when it, he's so manipulative because these kids don't know any better. They don't know that they're being used as pawns for this game that of Thrones. Oh, 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 roll credits. Ooh. Roll credits. Go ahead. (laughs) I was just gonna say, I think too, we we consider, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk more about Allison in a moment, but just the the type of person she is, because I do consider her to be a little petty and have her grudges, and it makes sense if he's been kind of by her side for the last ten years that he also emulates some of that behavior. And speaking about Kristen, but. So, you know, they, they just get, get to be petty together. Uh, but it doesn't, you know, excuse the fact that, yeah, that the kids are definitely being played. Um, and Sir Harwin, a- Sir Harwin does not like that at all. He gives a- Sir Kristen his comeuppance. <laughs> who's, who, Sir Kristen's cold father was a steward. He doesn't right. sound like Sir Harwin Strong, the father who stepped up. The, he doesn't sound like that's that. his title. <laughs> that's his claim to fame. The hair, the hair was laid, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, Kristen Cole gets him to admit or, or practice or uh, it's not indirectly, really indirectly, indirectly admit. admit. When did Kristen Cole get so manipulative? Hmm? In the last ten years. In the last see. 10 years. I, I really want to see this 10-year gap. Um, because so so what happened? Like, is it is it that Sir Kristen Cole at the end of last week's episode where he was gonna off himself? Did did he pledge he pledged himself to Allison? Oh, yeah, is that what happened? Okay. Okay. Um, and I guess those 10 years have turned him into this. <laughs> I wonder. It's, oh, yes, yes. And you want to know something? It's time for me to come on and give more analysis on this. Because I started it with Courtly Love. This is an interesting dynamic of Courtly Love. Because once, like I said, once Courtly Love has, the line has been crossed, things go south for the knight, for the lady, for everybody. You can see it in Tristan and his old and Lancelot and Guinevere and, you know, every tale known as time. And there needs to be a sense of purity. And because Kristen Cole has crossed that line already, his his courtly love relationship with his new idol, Allison, is tainted. He's cursing in front of her. He's not acting a gentleman. He's no longer the white knight. So I, even though, yes, I have questions about his character, thematically speaking, it's very interesting because of how it relates to knight stories and knight structures of, you know, medieval pieces. So... I like what I'm seeing. It's very interesting. Kristen Cole makes total sense, thematically speaking, that he's an asshole now. He's tainted himself. He got what was coming to him. Sir Harwin gave it to him. (laughs) And my my analysis is that Sir Harwin is hotter than Kristen Cole. (laughs) 
Yes, and soon Goodness. we will be saying literally speaking. Anyway. Oh, quite. Yes, indeed. <laughs> he does get hotter. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> ah! um, Zane. Yeah, so, and then our, we're still focusing on these kids. We see a scene with like Elena and she's being, you know, interesting. She's like, oh, look, a centipede and whatever. I liked seeing that scene. I liked Allison's being a mother and like actually care about her daughter. I like that. I'm like, oh, now I can't, I don't, I can't just hate Allison this whole episode. I have to find something to, to like about her because I like how she does ultimately care for people to an extent. It'd be like, there's an extent here. Yeah. I, I, I think that's always been the beauty of game of Thrones. Like, characters are gray you know some characters make despite what we like about them they make questionable decisions and they may act a certain way to other characters that we also like and you're like wow why why why, why are you being so mean um allison's one of those characters you know she's being mad petty this entire episode uh but she has qualities about her that you know still ring true from when we were first introduced to her in episode one she she cares about her family she really does um, she just really hates Rhaenyra now. Uh, and, and you know, she, she has, she has, I guess, reason to, it's not like it's entirely on her for, uh, hating Rhaenyra. Her dad's no longer there. Our boy Otto Hightower is, is gone, but he's in the sneak peek. Our boy's coming back. Our boy's coming back. I don't know. Age today. Has an eight? Yeah, an ten day. years. Goodness, oh, ten years. Good. I still look the same. <laughs> They've been good to him. They've been good to you. Want to know what ten years have not been good to? Is our boy Viserys? Oh God! This man <laughs> is just God. He is deteriorating. He lost an arm. He lost the arm. And this oh. is where this, no so green screen needed. You see it. It's he, gone. He's lost an arm. Oh my God! And you know. This is where I wonder because there is a character in the Game of Thrones books. Um, there is a theory about the Grand Maester conspiracy. Oh um, yeah, yeah. This there's no spoilers because none of it's confirmed. So mm -hmm. don't worry, Doctor Jace. You're giving me the face of the blank face of oh no. Is he spoiler territory? Are you sure you know where you're going? Yeah, yes, yeah. I know where I'm going. Okay. Uh, because. Okay. They've been hinted at, like, what are these maesters doing? They said, yeah, this should, you know, it was like one little cut on his finger, you know, from the Iron Throne. And now he's lost his whole arm in like 15 years. And they, every treatment that the maesters have been doing are not, is not working. So the maesters live in Old Town and they are protected by the High Towers. Do you see where I'm going with this, Dr. Jace? No. I'm saying maybe, maybe, because it's hinted at in the Game of Thrones books that the Maesters had something to do with the downfall of the Targaryens and the end of dragons. It's hinted, it's not confirmed, because yeah, everything in Game of Thrones is very hinted, but now this show is showing us that they're not taking good care of Viserys. They're are they were and how did how did Otto Hightower know that piece of information about the Valerians? Um, uh, what do you call it? Marrying Lady Lena, 
to someone in, from Bravos in like a couple episodes back. Hmm. Hmm. Are the maesters work? We don't know yet, but I'm just saying it's very suspicious. My boy Viserys walked up without an arm, and I said, "Oh no! What have they done to you?" The maesters. My... <laughs> the maesters. <laughs> the maesters. <laughs> his arm probably was functioning, and they said, "Hmm." You know what, my king, cut it off. Who, what is there to lose? <laughs> I mean, some of these remedies that they're giving him, <laughs> like the maggots will ease the pain, your grace. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I, I, I guess that's the best they got in their time. <laughs> they got nothing else to combat. Uh, whatever he has, I, I still don't even think we have a confirmation. We assume it's grayscale, but uh, some variation of it. Yeah, uh, I think we. Sorry. No, go. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure the actor said that it's some kind of, like, the the equivalent is, like, leprosy. Um, okay. Of that time that only he has gotten. Um, that is, the I guess, the closest equivalent that he, the, at least the actor is just discussing. I don't think it's been okay. confirmed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dr. Jace, don't you know Grayscale only affects Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire? This is House of the Dragon. Daemon bathed in someone's blood that had great skill. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Um, but yeah, Viserys is just not looking well at all. Can barely keep himself up. Um, and, you know, he's kind of like the same old Viserys that we've seen from before. Uh, just once what's best for his family wants the squabbling to stop he just wants his wife his daughter to just be happy stop the political machinations that are just always churning especially these last uh 10 years or so um but 10 years changes a lot of characters and allison i would say is one of those characters how'd you guys like allison in this episode the what that I didn't. Oh, did it? <laughs> As in, like personality-wise, like. But I, I do think it, it's very intriguing to to see the shift that you know we were with her very early on, and, and what her personality was like too. I think, and even you, Doctor Chase, had said it. Kind of assuming this this mantle, she is the queen, and it's very clear. Um, I think, and and how she presents herself and the way she maneuvers, although. Um, and I'm sure we'll get to what the end showed us. I think the thing about Allison is she she talks a big game, but when it comes to the action, there's some there's some hesitancy. Like she's oh, not a certain yes. who talks a big game is gonna back it up. She's gonna kill all y'all. Like yes. she's not like that. She's I not a Cersei. Yeah, there's this desire to like, I need to be in this position. I want the game pieces to move the way I want them to, but I don't actually want to do the moving. And when it does happen, I'm a little conflicted about it. Um, which which is, it's good writing. Yeah, I was about to say, which I find yeah. really intriguing. I think if we just had somebody else who emulates characters we've seen before, I don't know if it'd, it'd be as interesting, frankly. Um, so do I like her like as a person? Maybe not. Am I going to enjoy kind of seeing the progression of what all this is going to entail? Absolutely. So. I definitely do think that Alicent is, this is, this is at least my reading is definitely mad because she had to suffer the, the, the weight of duty 
and Rhaenyra doesn't seem to give a rat's ass. Which, you know, in it's said that the Targaryens think of themselves as like gods among men, which mm -hmm. is why the whole incest thing is a thing apparently. And you know, like, ah, oh God, this is what makes this show so good because at one side I see Allison's point, like, why is Rhaenyra having children with another man in why front of I us? Yes. Just <laughs> a blatant disrespect. And why do I? And and you know what? It's crazy because as we get through the the episode, um, we know why Allison knows. Because who else would tell her but Larry Strong, mm -hmm. the brother of Harwin oh. Strong? So she had she had somebody in her corner. And let me tell, I'm saying I'm saying this now. That looked like a date. That looked like a date. They had candles. Yeah, that was uh, she. That was like in her room, right? In her, in her private chambers? chambers. Yeah, I was uh, taken aback. I didn't read it that way. Uh, but okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't see them, you know, having that kind of relationship. It's just the context on which they met. I'm Ooh. like, why? Why are you guys meeting? In her chambers intimate, with dinner. In such an intimate place, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like a little flirty and it's like, wine with meat is also a sin. Without meat is also a sin. I was like, excuse me. I'm like, there's like, no way Allison is like giving this the stink guy to Rhaenyra when she's doing this, you know, whole thing with, uh, yeah. There, there, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I mean... I wouldn't be surprised. You want to know why? Because the rich people in Game of Thrones are a bunch of hypocrites. It's been proven time and time again. It's been, it's, they, they will do anything and everything to just not see what's in front of them. Just mm -hmm. like when Allison's begging Viserys, please see what I I'm seeing. I love these scenes. Yes. They were the so good. The dialogue was so good. I'm like, where was this in the first five episodes? It was there. Viserys always did this. He oh, was blind you're, you're, to it. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Viserys uh, did always deliver. But I felt like his, he's talking about like a mare and a stallion. And like, I'm like, this is the Viserys. This is why I'm going to be so mad when he dies. He's going to die. <laughs> he's yeah, he's going. Gonna... But that actor is phenomenal. Um, yeah, I want to see what else he's done. Um, but I feel like every time he delivers a line, I'm like, this is Shakespeare. This is this is um, giving, you know, theatrical, you know, classical theater. And he's just doing, and we've seen him so like a younger Viserys to like an older Viserys. I truly, I thought he was like 102 in this episode. And that's just based <laughs> off the acting. It really came off like that. This is someone that, I mean, <laughs> he is not in the best um, the best situation in terms of health. Uh, and, and I really feel that. I really feel that in these interactions that he has with Allison, with with uh, Rhaenyra. And it's all great. I, I love this. And I feel, I feel like at most we'll probably get him to like the end of the season. At that point, it's bye-bye, Viserys. I, I'm, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> he is great, but... And then the the problem with succession. Oh no, who Who's is going to be succeeded? That's the big one. Because uh, even Allison, I I saw Allison channeling a lot of Otto Hightower in this episode, specifically when she confronts her eldest son it, during his 
his wanking session that, in the window. That is so window. that is so weird. Oh my it, god, I don't I don't know why we saw that. Why did we see this? It, why, this, this I think the intent because we saw the kind of the scene in the the yard too of of him looking at some of the uh, the maids and whatnot. I think the intent is to display some some deviance, some chaoticness within him. But I didn't really need it, though. You know, I felt it was like kind it was, of out there. Yeah, I, y'all didn't have to do all that now. I, I I saw I saw the butt, and I thought, oh look, it's Damon. We're gonna see Damon now. <laughs> That's Damon. <laughs> That's Damon doing classic his Damon. Damon. <laughs> it would have been classic Damon if he was doing it, and then he didn't. He couldn't finish. Shout out to the Lady of Runestone. I thought it was gonna go to that, and then the camera panned around, and I'm like, "Oh, that's not, that's not Damon." Okay. Also, something, something of interest is the actor is David Tennant's son. Oh, oh really? Yes. Yeah, that plays Aegon. Yeah, so I think okay. it's a, there's some Doctor Who kind of connection. Very that. interesting. Um, Very interesting. A child from two Doctor Who actors acting alongside a Doctor Who. Very interesting. Yeah, it is. Say, I mean, I didn't need to see his ass, but yeah. <laughs> just figured I should. At least, at least it progressed to a really good scene. I, I really like this moment with Allison and her son because you see that auto high tower coming out of her. She's warning him, you better want the throne because if you don't, you and your children, uh, I'm sorry, you and your siblings, they're dead. They're dead. They're they're not going to survive this, um, and that kind of just goes back into that conversation that Otto Hightower had with Allison before he left. That's still echoing in her mind ten years later. And you know, thematically speaking, I think this is a great example of this. This Allison has been groomed probably since birth oh, for yeah. this role. To fulfill the desires of the patriarch, mm-hmm. and I'm like, is that that scene is when I knew that she's she's completely brainwashed, like into this into this role. Like she's like, there's no other life for me, and I need to keep fighting for it because if not, I have nothing. When <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, how deluded do you have to be to think that Rainier would kill her brother? Like, she's long gone. She's that's not the same Allison anymore. And I think that's such an interesting point too of like putting more into context her the anger that she has towards Rhaenyra, who is very much like whether we like it or not, her having children with Harmon is a slap in the face of of the whole system of like I'm gonna do what I want, um, and then also stay here and I'm still the heir, um, and that is completely against what Allison has been taught what. Clearly, and, and the thing is, we haven't seen yet. Uh, there is another son that she has. So we've seen the series. He's fallen apart. I think it's Dayron. Um, but there oh, is okay. a son. So she's continuing to be involved in in her role here. And, and I imagine with plenty of misery and um, trying to uphold all of this because that's what you know has been passed on to her. So I think it adds another layer of, of some of that anger she has towards Rainier as well, who has kind of been able to be more, be more flexible kind of within the system. And then this kind of, and this is where Game of Thrones is good because all this culminates into something 
Because mm -hmm. Rhaenyra and Alicent go head to head in the the small council. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It was great. Every time someone brought something up, and anytime Allison brought something up, <laughs> Rhaenyra's just in the corner. Are you sure about that? Are you <laughs> sure? <laughs> and you know, Rhaenyra brings up a good point, like because she saw it firsthand that the Blackwoods and the whoever uh, in the in the Riverlands, the Triarchy. The triarchy? No, not the triarchy. Oh, no, this, no, okay. This is where it kind of lost me because like they were throwing like a lot of names, and I'm like, okay, I okay. gotta remember these. These are these okay. are really important. Dr. Jace, I have it. Remember when Rhaenyra was going on tour for her husband? Yes. Remember the two people that were fighting and the one guy stabbed the other guy? The younger guy, him? yeah. Yes. Yes. She was talking about those two houses and how they're always at war with each other. Okay. And she, and she was like, we need to make peace. Because something's going on. Because something was going on. And that's why I was like, oh, name drop. And she has firsthand experience. Because she literally saw someone kill some, the other one from the other house. So one of them is a... Blackwood, right? Yes, Blackwood. And then what's the other one? I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. As long as I remember Blackwood. I remember Blackwood. Yeah. I think Blackwood was the one who got... Um, or the one who did the stabbing. Okay. If I'm not okay. mistaken. Yes. So... I was like, this is good advice. First-hand experience. Good advice. <laughs> I know how they are. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone's just like, oh, you know, keep, keep coming through. And then we find out that <laughs> Damon's, um, God, I feel like we had such a great and fantastic action sequence in episode three. We were raving about it, Dr. J. We were they saying were. this is amazing. And now we're like, wow, they spent three years to get that that place and now it's gone that off screen gone. it's gone the crab feeder <laughs> he won he won <laughs> who cares about the crab? <laughs> oh god um yeah they're just they're just not winning at all so uh where how does the triarchy come into this because they bring it up at this table right yes yeah they okay. were just they had they had been rising again and the stepstones were no longer as I guess peaceful as they had been in the last couple of years. Uh, so it's returned to how it was prior to Damon. Okay, got it. So there's going to be more chaos of brewing. We're, we're likely going to get another battle sequence at some point. Um, but even even in this same uh, table meeting, once all the political things have been set aside in terms of you know everything away from where they are right now. Rhaenyra makes a proposal. She makes a proposal to our girl, Allison. And what's that proposal, Nino? It was a great one. She it said, was generous. She said, it's time to join our houses. It's time. My son, the heir, my heir, I want him to marry your daughter and finally squash his beef. And you know, and now, and then she said, and to top it all off, your son who's been denied a dragon egg will get a dragon egg. Do you all feel that was generous, time. genuine? That, that, that was greatly generous. <laughs> greatly generous. That would have solved so many issues because, it, oh my God, I just realized Allison is so deluded because Rainier was basically trying to give them an out and be like, look, I'm not going to kill my own family. I even want to make amends and join our family. 
but Allison is so stuck up and is like, I can't do this because I want I want to be right. I want to be proven that this system works and this system works for me and all my suffering meant something. And now you have to suffer too. That's what Come this on, is. Danielle. Hmm? Come on. I, I'm just giving you, you know, some hypes. Yes. <laughs> it's just, but that's such a good scene. Like when Allison didn't choose to sit when the king said so. And it was just her and um, Rhaenyra standing. I was like, this is very good, very good staging. Good job. <sighs> generous offer. I would have taken it. It was I very generous. Um, Allison's obviously not going to take it <laughs> for whatever dumb reason. Yeah, this is one of the moments where I was like, Allison, you, you ain't got to be that petty. Like, this is a, this is a really, really good offer. Um, but you know, some of it ties into what Nino was saying just now. And then, you know, her, her petty side is like, oh, but her son is a bastard. I don't want my only daughter to be married to him. You know, it's, oh my God. It's just <laughs> these characters. I, I, I want to root for them. And at the same time, it's like, you're being difficult. <laughs> you're being really difficult right now. I want to like you right now, but it's not working. It's not working. Um, but you want to know someone that tried to find an out from all of this chaos that tried to. And it's again, I feel like these are different characters 10 years later. Our boy Damon in uh Drag yeah. Dragonstone. Dra He's in Pentos. Pentos, He's in Pentos, Pentos. Pentos. Yes. Um, he uh, apparently that dance with the lady Lena was very enthralling for him and they they got together and they produced some children right three it's, it's just like Two. grandmaster hoop said you have white hair you have the blood of old valeria i want you that's what damon says <laughs> that's that's, that's he all says. he wanted um but you know this this damon seems to just want to chill out in pentos he doesn't really want to go back and fight for the throne deal with the whole political bs with his brother uh his niece for now i mean i don't know i i can't get a read on damon part of me honestly thought like no damon's damon's scheming here he's he's got to have an ace up his sleeve and then i started thinking but wait a minute it's been 10 years i feel like damon has settled for the most part right he has yeah he's he done has. and he's you know he has a beautiful family he does. He's, he's just a little sad, you know. He's it's like, oh, sad. I wanted the Iron Throne, and but he mm -hmm. wants glory, so that's why I feel like it's still in keeping in line. He's trying to find his little glories. He's trying to make a name for himself. He's trying to just like live the glory days for the rest of his life. And you know, sometimes it, his wife is pregnant. First of all, I, I think I think we have to have our second rendition of um, the Yonko Bar. Come thirsty, come all. Lady the lady later <laughs> wow what a woman that's all i'm saying <laughs> I was, yeah and i was just like she's understanding she's she's a dragon right she said she, got she, said, she, she said, got the biggest dragon and she said i want to um die a dragon rider's death period that honestly if, if someone ever told me that I'd be like, why am I not dedicating my life to you? 
<laughs> you want to be Damon in this scenario. <laughs> and I and I think honestly, Damon kind of did settle, and he was willing to, you know. He was willing to make these like pieces because I think ultimately, like, was he his ultimate happiest self? Maybe not, but maybe he was happy. Maybe he was just like, I'm, I'm fine with it. He's a little cold to his children, but I don't. He's a psychopath. I'm, I'm happy that he's like he kept his children alive. <laughs> That's all. I'm, That's commendable. I'm, Most psychopaths a, don't. <laughs> so you know, it's just, I, I think, I think that. He's living a good ending, you know. At some point in this episode, and his, you know, Lady Lena's pregnant. That's very important. She's and wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't even get to the good part. She rode the biggest dragon in the world at that time, pregnant, nine You're months pregnant, pregnant. And she said, "I'm is that girl." <laughs> that that's that's honestly. Amazing! What a what a woman! And the scene with her, her and one of the twins. Yeah. Oh, so the kids they are twins. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed that scene of just being able to be with, you know, I think we we saw different versions of like what motherhood looks like and the relationship between specifically mothers and their children, and then in some cases fathers and their children. Um. And I, I just really liked being able to see that scene uh, between the two of them. And because I'm sad to to talk about where this goes in terms of her fate. Um, Go on. Go, yeah, lead us into it. I knew it was coming, but it's still sad, right? Um, so Lena is in the midst of childbirth. So it's the second of, of, the, of the episode, the third of the series, uh, at least that we've seen on screen. Um, and it's not working out. Um, and it's very clear that she's just not going to be able to, to birth this child, uh, which will ultimately kill her and the baby. Um, what I found interesting about this scene is the the same um, option. Yes. There, uh, the series had gotten in the first episode was presented to Damon, who responded differently um, to the, the... And asking, like, okay, will like what's 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 going on here like will the kids survive with the who's and ultimately the answer was you know there's no guarantee and then it will absolutely kill her um and he says no um and then lena makes the decision on her own to die that that dragon rider's death and she has her her dragon kill her uh, by dragon fire um so I, i did find that kind of the the comparison very intriguing um as far as i think we we spoke very strongly in the first episode of the lack of choice um specifically that ama had in that that instance and the focus that the series had on the kid and the heir and what it all means and i think we saw a very different decision which is what makes damon so intriguing to me is he does something so i imagine we'll probably see more of like the fuck basically like sir but on the other hand also being able to see um a different side to him that that feels a bit more compassionate or uh, in some way he, said, um, he didn't want her murderer. to die he said i may be a murderer but i'm not gonna murder the blood of old Valena. that's not he it. will not uh i 
this is one of the scenes again it's more of a nitpick it kind of pulled me out just a wee bit um where you know damon's in relatively the same room as um lena relatively mm -hmm. and lady lena just gets up and just starts walking <laughs> out to where her dragon is and i just find it very convenient that Damon took the long way around to catch up with uh, Lena to finally stop her at the end and be like, Lena, what are you doing? Drake Harris, bam, already too late. Maybe maybe, too maybe late. he didn't know where she went. Like, maybe, like, maybe she he was just, just saw her walk off and be like, hey, where are you going? I, I don't, I don't think that I may, I think, I think how the scene is supposed to be read is that. He was so deep in thought with the maesters. Ah, he was trying to think of a solution. That, that he didn't he realize like, she walked off. Yes, that he okay. was so. He I could was buy so that. Perplexed. And then he was like, "I can't make this decision." You know, he's like, "No, I can't do it." And Funny then, enough, yeah, he never came because he never gave a response. Right? He never no, said yes he, or no. And he was a. I think he was about to say no. He was like, he he seemed so concerned about the lady Lena's fate. He was like. He was the one asking, "Will she survive?" In a very concerned way, and right. now, and, and you know, this is a matter of direction. Um, uh, episode one, I, I keep saying it, but that scene I think was mishandled, especially since we got two birthing scenes, and probably more grotesque things happened in these birthing scenes. Um, but it was handled much differently. Notice how, like. The face was the focus of mm -hmm. these women. These women mm -hmm. were the subject. And then when they were taken out of the scene, it was completely removed. You know what I mean? Or it had already been done. Compared that to the first episode, I, I, I need to find out who directed this episode because I have a funny feeling it's the same person who directed episode four. But... And I think, too, to your point... Like, as I was watching the scenes, even there was a focus on the face and we heard noises like that were very unpleasant that, you know, you can infer, you know, right. people's imaginations. Um, and I think I there was a preference at least on my end. If I could still be very much into the like, this is very painful. I feel really bad for them. But it, it didn't feel as in the same way as visceral as like that first episode. Well, you want to know something? I directed be, episode one. I will be. So, it's the same. It's the same director as episode one. Look at but that. it has different writers. Where I think the difference is because this one was written by a woman. So it was written by Sarah Hess versus the the first one was written by Ryan Condal. I think that's where you know whoever's whoever's working on it and whoever's writing it. The writers have a lot of power, especially for a long-running series like this. And apparently, she worked on *Orange Is the New Black* as well. So there's that there's that history of putting women first in her writing. I I would say, I think it showed in this episode because oh, women yeah. were the centerpieces of everything going on in this episode. Mm -hmm. And compare that to episode one. Where I felt we felt the women did not have power, and then that violence is there. And even then, in the violence of this episode, when 
the lady Lena, she's on that beach and then boom. Her dragon hesitated. <laughs> Her dragon did hesitate. It's like, what do you want me to do? Are you sure? But oh. I think I think the dragon respected that. If Drogon right. can understand the me, um, the metaphorical <laughs> don't, imagery don't. of the Iron Throne, <laughs> then this the, the, um, what do you call it? Then this dragon can definitely be like, I understand what you want. A quick death. <laughs> <laughs> and I oh, will say, uh, not and and they alluded to this in the uh, in the sneak peek, but the fact that Vagar currently does not have a writer now is something of importance. Okay. That that does sound important. Um, I guess we'll find out soon enough if that's. Um, I mean, I don't think it's going to be one of the kids. Um, yeah, no, there's no. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Damon, maybe Damon. Ooh, Damon's. Uh, hmm. I don't know. We'll we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Maybe Amon tries. Amon tries, and he gets finally turned into KFC. <laughs> Potentially, that dragon's too big for him. There's no way. There's no way. Um, the last bit of this episode is probably where everything just came to a head, right? I mean, there, there were multiple climaxes in this episode. I, every time I thought, you know, with the uh, Dracarys death or uh, just any other scene, I thought, oh, yeah, the episode must be over. And then I would check the timer. It would say, wait, Jesus, there's like 17 minutes left. What more could they possibly do? Um, so high tower, high tower, um, hand of the king. That's not high tower. That's not high tower. That's strong. Oh. Strong. That's oh my God. Why did I say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I, I got the names boy mixed up. Otto in the, yes. in the preview and he said, he's back. <laughs> he's back. He's back. Yay. Otto <laughs> oh my God. No, our boy's strong. Um, he wants to leave. He does not want to be handed the king anymore. And for good reason, because he knows things are a brewing in, in this castle. He he knows that his son is just knocking it up with Rhaenyra. And these accusations are just going to spiral down to him. There's going to be likely death, exile. He's like, yo, let's, let's dip, man. Let's go. Let's get out of here. He tries to propose that to Viserys. He tries to say, hey, let me step down as hand of the king. I don't want to be here anymore because there are certain accusations floating around. I don't want to be at the center of this. And again, another scene with this actor. I love it. I love it. It just shows how narrow-minded Viserys is. He's like, well, speak plainly. What are these accusations? And you have you have Allison in the background saying, yeah, tell him. What are these accusations? But I feel like, I feel like Viserys isn't narrow-minded. He's just like, I'm tired of people speaking ring you know in, in riddles um, yeah he's like i'm tired of this well, I'm, I'm, I'm king speak to me plainly he's trying he because he knows he knows what is going on and he knows likely what the connection is of what um what uh strong is trying to tell him but because he doesn't want because he doesn't want to open his eyes and just see what's going on around him he wants people to plainly say what no one's willing to say. The queen won't say it. Uh, his hand won't say it. No one wants to say it to his face. And so for Viserys, just that alone, he's like, well, no one wants to say it. That means it ain't true. It ain't true. But he has a point because when in last in the last episode, 
when Otto Hightower came to him, he was like, this is a vile accusation. You you told me straight up, and I'll respect you for that. But, and then he went to go like get Damon, or Damon, and he was just like, you have 30 seconds before I kill you. Um, or maybe it was the episode before. That was the episode mm-hmm. before. I think it was the one before, um, yeah. I think, I think, and Viserys was very swift on his judgment then. I think he goes back on exile a lot. I don't think the word exile means anything. So <laughs> it I, means nothing to I, I, I th- So what's the what's the hurt of you know Rhaenyra? What do you call it? He finds out Rhaenyra, or he he's confirmed that Rhaenyra's children are bastards. Like, well, what's what will be the hurt? He'll be like, I disinherit you from the throne, and then he's gonna look at Alice and Hightower and think of Otto, and then he's gonna be like, actually, Rhaenyra, come back, come back, please. <laughs> Take take my take my throne, please. I take it back. I didn't really mean it. You remember your uncle? I exiled him like three times. He kept coming back. Um, but of course, because because Strong wants to leave his position of power, that's what spirals these next couple scenes. Uh, you get the scene with Loris and Allison, and Allison is just you know what what's Allison trying to say in this scene? She's she's saying you know handle it, but do it your way like i i don't know I think she left it up to interpretation unfortunately mm-hmm. okay and it's very much at least the, the way i took it and not gonna speak to the two of you but i i get this feeling that part of it was like it felt like ranting like i wish my dad was here because at least he would be on my side right right you know i would like this handled in some way because it, it would just my problems would be less if, if that were the case, but I do think it was pretty ambiguous in, in terms of like what all of that means. But it yeah, it, does that mean kill Harwin Strong? And that's that's the deal is I don't think she, and I think that connects back to what I was saying a little earlier is she she wants certain things to happen, but there there's a reaction when it actually does. So she right. wants her to come back and kind of presents certain ideas or infers something to to Laris, who's like, okay, bet. I'm going to figure something out. Um, but I think in terms of his position, it now he is the heir of Arenal, and he has something over her. Because ultimately what happens is he gets a couple criminals uh, on, on his side. We saw the little the beetle or the bug um that both on his his cane but now right. as a little pendant on the on the coat or whatever of of the gentleman but sends out some folks to to set fire to Aaron all and harwin's dead and i i imagine that the hand is also dead oh He's yeah they all cooked they the all consequences cooked. for this now Otto can come back which is ultimately what she wanted but her response is one of horror of like, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't say go kill them. But now Laris has something over her because similar, I think they said it in the, the sneak peek, you know, he caught her in the net. So. Right. I, I think it was a really good scene. Cause it's like a monkey, uh, a monkey's paw scenario yeah, yeah. or genie in the bottle. You know, you said you wanted your dad back. And, you know, over here, you didn't say how. You didn't say how. <laughs> this was me with the how. This is how I handled it. Oh, man. I I loved I just, it. I loved I'm, it. I'm, but I also hated it. 
I love how he's like, you told me to handle it, so, you know, I just killed my father and my brother. <laughs> you know, it's nothing. Uh, excuse me? Those are just titles. Those are just titles to him. <laughs> he said, God, and it's very... It is, it is definitely a little bit off-putting. He's like, wait, that was your family. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, again, more power. Who cares? Who cares? He wants more power. Rich people problems. Rich people why have problems. why have a father when you can have money? Why have a what? brother? That is money <laughs> when you can have inheritance. And I think too, it, it, it gave us some in that you know Laris is not loyal to anyone but himself. Right. Um, I think. Right. Imagine over the last ten years, Allison had this idea of like, okay, I have basically my master whispers in some way. He's giving me some info. I'm able to navigate as I as I please. But now he, he's blackmailing you. He had a little something, and whether or not you told him to, which you didn't, he's gonna make it kind of. He could spin it in a way that 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 is the case. Right. Um, and then not only that, but I feel like this episode also ends with Rhaenyra leaves the city, and, and yep. ends up on Dragonstone. You know. Yep. Everyone says their goodbyes. I'm out. Uh, we get the classic scene of, oh, oh, Doctor Rick wants go. Save. I forgot. Sorry, I forgot. I had a theory. Um, oh, the theory. Yes, yes. When I was making a bagel. So, and I'm not going to claim that this theory. I didn't come up with it. I was listening to something else, and someone else did, but I can't recall their names. So sorry, person. But the idea was, and it's not. It's no spoilers. No book. Nothing. But. The idea of Laris as a green seer. Yes. Because something we have seen multiple times is these rats uh, that pop yes. up. The rats. Oh, the the rats. We've seen rats right. pop up. Thought today in this episode when Viserys was alone in his his little study or his little right. whatever room, there was a rat that was crawling. We saw the rat, you know, at the end of last episode. The wedding, we, right? I'm pretty sure we've seen other rats before. And Every then episode Lawrence, they've been here. And Loris, we've frequently seen him near the wirewood tree. Yes, the wirewood tree. Dr. Jace, do you need a refresher? Do you need a refresher? Of the wirewood of tree? Sea, of the requirements of being Give me the requirements, seer. yes. Give me the requirements. Okay. So green seers are usually crippled. They're usually... Okay. People who have a bodily impediment, because that's how the the old gods want them to be, right? Okay. Like a sacrifice. Right. Think about the other green seers that we've seen: Blood Raven, um, who's okay. literally a tree who can't walk, and Bran, who can't walk. Okay. Now, right. This one person who happens to have to walk with a cane, and also Heron Hall. If yes, yes. Which so one's Heron Hall again? Yeah. It's the one that Harwin, the Strongs burned at. Okay, so, okay, right, right, okay. And he had mentioned it, you know, that these rumors about kind of magic and, and blood in the walls and, and all this magic and something. I don't know if we'll ever get to see her, but Allison, I think it's Allison Rivers. Uh, so she was rumored in, in the books to have been kind of like a witch of some sort. And she, in, at least in the books, was the the milk mother the milkmaid whatever the the person who lactated for laris in the books 
and was rumored to have been a witch. So there's some, I don't know if we'll ever see her. I don't know if that's relevant. I just think it's a really interesting theory. Yes. Uh, but also, Heron Hall is close to the Isle of Faces, yes. which is an isle full of weirwoods protected by green seers. Now, why is this important to the bigger thing? Why do we know about this existence? That's where Jon Snow's parents married in front of the weirwoods. It all comes together. Together, it, it's, it's and like you know the this idea that we've seen plenty of dragons. There would have to be other magic present um, yes. because, like, this is the most dragons we've seen in the show thus far. They're very successful for the time being. All this, so that it would make sense to have other types of magic kind of floating around. Or and I'm just saying, the rat's been everywhere, and he be knowing stuff. And. How? I don't know if we'll get to him, but Blood Raven is alive and like later. He's alive later. Um, but Blood Raven was a hand of the king or also master of whispers, and he was a green seer. So um at a certain point later. You think this later. could be him too? No, no, no. Oh. I'm saying later. Yeah. He's not even born yet right now. But okay. later later down, because of the Duncan Egg um novellas and stuff where it talks about like um, the Aegon, the whatever, uh, rise to power. There, Blood Raven, who we saw in the original show, was is also a green seer and he changes his face and he turns into animals and he wargs and he does a bunch of things. So it wouldn't be uncommon to have, you know, another green seer as, you know, meddling in the affairs of King's Landing. I'm just Potentially. saying, warg into the rats. I'm just. I can buy it. I know? can buy it. It would explain how he has all this intel and in all these areas that he's not allowed in. Uh, and again, the rats, the rats, they they were in this episode. They were in last week's. And I'm pretty sure they've always been around. Um, but now that we know what Lars is, uh, his goal is, or at least, you know, he, he has no ties to anyone. You know, mm -hmm. I, I feel like that scene with his dad and his brother is just kind of to show he don't care about anyone. <laughs> you cannot be this man's friend. Look what he did to his own family. <laughs> there is nothing you can trust about him. Uh, I think it's interesting. It is very interesting. Uh, that's the episode, right? Did did we miss anything else? We missed there... Lenor, but I don't think there was much to miss with Lenor. Yeah, I don't feel like there was a lot to really go off of with him. I mean, he's kind of just doing his own thing he's not really paying attention to what's going on around him Rhaenyra brings it up multiple times he's like you need to you are staying here with me because our children they're yours they're yours uh our children are you know in in danger in this area um and Lenore, you know, I feel like we'll definitely get more with him in next week's episode especially since they're like in a new city away from what's going on uh with Viserys and Alicent there's gonna be more time spent with him uh because I like his character I, I like him even more now in in uh this week's episode just you know he doesn't want anything to do with this he kind of just married into this because his dad wanted him to it's like all right I I'm the eldest son so I guess I have to I'll do it um but uh yeah other than that I 
that, that that's the whole episode. I mean, just talking about it already. I I really feel like this is the best episode we had so far. There's been there was a lot of tea in this episode, and it was just dunked everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping the finale delivers as as much as um what, how how this episode did, and you know the episodes in between as well. I want every episode to deliver. Um, any any other thoughts on the episode or what you want to see in next week's episode? Just even based on the sneak peek. I have some ideas about what may be coming up, but I I like to leave it lingering. Um, <laughs> we, we talked so much. There was so much to talk about in this episode. There was yeah. I don't think we got energy for to talk about <laughs> theories on the next episode. There are what so I, many directions. Is uh you know the Yanko Bar? We were thirsty, but R.I.P. to both of of the folks that we talked about. Oh today. no. <laughs> R.I.P. You know, Harwood, I hope this doesn't and, become a trend. I so. hope not. We we trying to be thirsty for the for a little bit longer. You know, help us out. Well, here. you got Sir Kristen Cole the remainder of the season. Ooh. But like we we trying to be like <laughs> they need to be good looking and relatively decent human beings. Oh right. no, this is Game you of know. Thrones. You ain't getting both. <laughs> said relatively, you know, a little bit more gray. You know, that is Kristen, true. That yeah. is true. He's an asshole now, so I can't do much with that. But I really enjoyed this episode. Appreciate it again to speak with y'all. So. All right. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. There's the Yonko Tables deep dive on episode six of House of Dragon. As you could tell from our discussion, we we love this episode for 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 better or for worse, because some characters just became complete assholes and other ones we we became thirst traps for. As as you well know, we we came here thirsty. <laughs> um so next week's episode can go in so many other different directions, but I feel like uh, kind of like what the inside of House of Dragon thing at the end of the uh, of this week's episode alluded to. This felt like a shift in the story. I really feel like there everyone's pulling up, uh, you know, the big boy pants. Like it's it's really heating up in House of Dragon. And I'm I'm excited for it. I wonder what's going to happen next week. Hopefully some of our theories that we mentioned here come true. I, I'm actually really interested in uh, um, La- Laris being a, a green seer, right? A green yes. seer? Okay, all right. I'm not familiar with all the words, but I'm catching up. I'm catching up. Uh, but there you have it, folks. Let us know what you all think about House of Dragons in the comments below, wherever you're listening to us on, whether whether it be Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, at The Yonko Table. Give us a like, give us a shout out, and let us know your thoughts. But with that, everyone, I'm your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, and fellow supernovas Nino Desplazado and Dr. Rika signing off, and take care. <laughs>